You're listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein. Joined with me as always is... Mike Finkelstein. Joined with me as always is... Josh Schaefer. <laughs> so we were going to talk about Metroid, and then you suggested we talk about Mission Impossible instead. So all the people out there that wanted to hear us talk about Metroid, too bad. Mm-hmm. So Mission Impossible, you had suggested it, so where do you want to go with from there? Well, we'll start with number one. Okay. Oh, but are we talking like the original oh, TV series? Oh, we should talk series? about the TV series. You've seen the TV series. I did. Yeah. I, uh, I can't. It's like, it's dated. Uh, it's beyond dated. Yeah. I mean, it has promise. It's, it's basically, let's get a bunch of really cool people together that can do really interesting things. And then put them on a mission to basically play Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. For, like, international spies. If I want to watch an international spy TV show, I'd watch The Avengers. Yeah, and th- the thing is, is that it's like, this is the concept of it, and then you watch the show and you go, so where's the Ocean's Eleven in this? Because this is really boring. Where's Frankie Sinatra? Yeah. Oh, oh no, it's it's like that kind of Ocean's yeah. Eleven boring. It's not like the good Ocean's Eleven with I George I like Clooney. Ocean's Eleven with... You are the... Oh, like, you, okay, the so... Rat Pack is a classic. So, so Hawkman and Ocean's Eleven now, we've established our things that you like. I mean, no one likes have... that one. Okay, I'll admit I haven't seen the new Ocean, or the original Ocean's Eleven because I can't find it anywhere. But the second I see it, I will watch it, and then I will still disagree with you. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> so yeah, but no, the, the I haven't seen the 1980s Mission Impossible, so I'm not going to be able to talk with you about that TV show. But I watched enough of the 1960s one to understand that it sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's... probably when it was on, it was good. Yeah, but you can't go back to it now. It is way dated. Yeah, and the 80s one is about the same. It's yeah. Not, it... It's not like watching the A-Team or, or uh, Knight Rider where, you know, it's bad, but you love it. Or Quantum well, Leap. I mean, the 80s one came about because of the one of the writer strikes that was going on. They had yeah. leftover scripts from Mission Impossible and the 1960s one. And like, let's make another series about this. And then they did. And that was about all you could say about yeah. it. I didn't know that. So that might explain why it felt like the 60s show. Yeah, it, it was. It was the same <laughs> scripts that they just they had sitting in a vault that they made. And then when they ran out of those, they started remaking classic scripts. <laughs> really bad. Makes sense now. Yep. Everything yep. is connected. Yep. So then, of course, we get to the Tom Cruise movies. Which is phenomenal. Well, the f- first Not one. the first one. I like the first one. Oh, my God, no. I haven't admittedly seen it for a couple of years. but <laughs> And I watched it recently. I love it. You have like the classic scene, like red light, green light. It's dumb. You it is so dumb. dumb. <laughs> no, I like. I watched it, and I just couldn't get into it. It felt like a Euro trash thriller that somehow had the Mission Impossible <laughs> name slapped on it. Oh, so you mean the Saint? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Not to get down a narrative divergence, like total tangent there. But did you see the um, recent version of the Saint that was put on Netflix? No, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, you should go check it out because it's bad. Is it worse than the Val Kilmer Saint? I'd have to go back and watch the Val Kilmer Saint again, but I will say this, Mitch, it wasn't good. (laughs) It it was supposed to be a TV show, and then the TV show didn't get picked up, so they just took the two-hour pilot and made a movie out of it. That's never a good idea. And it has Alicia Dusku in it as, like, his assistant, and she's the best part of it. Oh. She's really the only good part of it. I mean, to be expected. It's it's not. It's, like, watch it once to say you watched it, and then move (sighs) on with your life. All right. Kind of like how I feel about Mission Impossible 1, and let's be honest, Mission Impossible 2. Mission Impossible 2 is awful. Oh my god. It is It is the most John Wooist, John Woo movie I think you could get made in America short of Face Off. I love Face Off, though. Fa- yes, but Face Off benefits from the fact that you have two guys 
who want to chew as much scenery as possible and up the other one. Because you have oh, never yeah. seen more over-the-top performances from John Travolta and Nicolas Cage than you'll Ever. see in that movie. No. And that's what makes it so magical. Yeah. 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 Uh, so let's, instead of talking about Mission Impossible 2, which was just a train wreck oh, it's, of awful. Well, well, we didn't need to touch on it for a second. because And you are not wrong. It is a train wreck. It's boring from the beginning, nonsensical in the middle, and then just kind of ends. And I'm sorry, but what's up with his hair? His weird, like, it's not like a mullet, mullet. Yeah. Yeah. It was like watching a, a, like a Superman from the 90s yeah. on a motorcycle and just didn't work. And that's the thing. It's like, I understand, like, who uh, AV Club calls him Gunman. So I always just think of Tom Cruise as Gunman. <laughs> gunman, run fast. I understand that everyone, like, that, that Gunman can ride a motorcycle. It's just like Chris Pine can ride a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. I get that. But we don't pay to see Gunman ride a motorcycle. We pay to see him run. Yeah. I want to see Tom Cruise run. He ran a little bit, and he swam a little but, bit. But he then he mostly, mostly rode a motorcycle. Like, most of his scenes in that movie are him on a motorcycle. Yeah. And, like, it's why? Like, I don't pay for that. Top Gun 2. Yeah. Electric boogaloo. I, I get that there's flames and a motorcycle and guns. And that's pretty much all I remember of that movie. And I watched it, like, a couple months ago. Yeah. It's I, bad. So, Face Off. Face Off. Because that's a much more interesting yeah. movie. So, Face Off, which is actually the second Mission Impossible movie from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm honestly okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, just... So is it Tom Cruise or is it John Travolta that's playing? Well, actually, they both would. So, yeah. <laughs> John. It's actually Tom Cruise in his John Travolta suit. So that's why it's still a Mission Impossible movie. I get that. That that, yeah. that makes sense. He, he put on the whole rubber suit and yeah. then had that removed along with his regular face and put on Nicolas Cage. Yeah. So Tom Cruise is actually both You know what? Of them. That actually makes that movie make... About as much sense as it does right now. Yeah. So, yeah, no. <laughs> I, mean, I would argue that Nicolas Cage and John Travolta have not done anything relevant or better than that. Except for The Meg, apparently. Or not The Meg, The... What's the new Nicolas Cage movie that just came out? I don't know. Because they're so, all... Uh, Megan? No. Yeah. Um, uh, it starts with an M and... Mandy. Mandy. There yes. you go. The Meg was a shark movie. <laughs> with Jason Stevens. <laughs> yeah. Who also runs. Yeah. And I actually like watching him run, too. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty well, pretty if good. he stops, his heart will explode. <laughs> that was the Crank movies. That was yeah. those were crap. Yeah, but I still watched them. <laughs> I still I liked them. Too. I did too. No, but you're right. I'm trying to think what ha- have either of them done since that I actually enjoyed. Ah, and Battlefield Earth. Please tell me you're joking. Whoa. I mean, I will credit you. That's significant for John Travolta. <laughs> that's Certainly his, wasn't good. I think that's when his career started. Didn't he I? did face off after. Pulp Fiction and Broken yes. Arrow, didn't he? And no, Broken uh, Arrow. Broken, no, Broken Arrow came out before, yeah. and that's also a John Woo movie, isn't it? I uh, want to say it is. I think it is, actually. I think it is. And actually... Christian Slater is one yeah. of his best movies. And while it's not a great Christian Slater movie, it's actually one of the better John Woo movies that America ever released. I actually enjoy that movie for what it I is. I really like it. Yeah. I know it was kind of pandered, but... It's not as campy as um, Face Off, and I think that's because while John Travolta's trying to chew all the scenery... Certainly, he doesn't have Nick Cage to play off of, so it, he doesn't get us over the top. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Mission Impossible 3, since we're actually going to talk about the Oof. series again. You J. don't J. like that one? No, I love it. That's J.J. Yeah. Abrams, like... At his best. Yeah. Oh, that movie's fantastic. And the story behind it, just how Tom Cruise... I forget what movie he saw, but Tom Cruise invited J.J. Uh, Abrams to his mansion and was like, you want to direct the next Mission Impossible? So wasn't it because he, well, he was... Was it Cloverfield? No, no I want to say it was TV shows. Wasn't lost. He, it was Lost. Was it Lost or was it TV. Alias? Oh, it might have been Alias too. Yeah, because that one was a spy. Alias would make did. more sense. Yeah, Tom <laughs> Cruise is just sitting there watching a Felicity marathon. <laughs> <laughs> you 
You know, I can see it. I could. I know like, Tom you know Cruise. what I want? I want this guy to direct my next movie. I love Felicity. I, I know people give Tom Cruise a lot of shit, but he, he seems like a genuinely pretty decent Oh, no, guy. yeah, no, he does. He honestly does seem like a pretty good guy. Yeah. Um, For what it is. I mean, he's still a crazy Scientologist. and yeah, apparently I, don't, his... I don't have to agree with his religious stance. And I think if you're a woman married to him, it's probably hell. I mean, I don't want to be married to him. No. But as far as like what he does for charity and so forth, he yeah. sounds like he's a pretty decent guy yeah. in that regard. And that's as far as we'll say on that matter. Yeah. yeah. But no, um, Mission Impossible 3 is so good, it almost doesn't feel like it's connected to any of the movies that came right? before. No, I think that was when the series really hit its stride. Yeah, and I mean, they could have given that one a subtitle, like not call it Mission Impossible 3, but oh, call no. it like Mission... Mission Impossible: The Next Generation, <laughs> Some Transformers movie, and it would have it would have <laughs> Mission Impossible: Mutanimals. <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch that. Yeah, and no, it would have been it would have been so much like it, it doesn't need the three behind it. No, certainly not because it it feels like a separate continuity. You get Tom Cruise as Ethan Hunt and a couple of the other characters that somehow carry over the Ving Rhames and playing Ving Rhames and Sean, Simon Pegg's character is introduced it's in that introduced one. in that one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so basically, it's that movie forward sets a different continuity almost like oh, they yeah. just rebooted away the first two despite having a three at the end. Yeah, yeah. We revisit stuff that happens in the first movie a couple times. Sort of? Sort of. Really? They touch on it a little bit. They mention it. I, like, he can climb mountains. <laughs> That's a, like, he climbs a mountain at the start of the second one, and then, like, they have him, like, climb stuff again later in the, like, series, and that's about yeah. as much as I can remember from that. Like, nothing else that's mentioned again. Yeah. 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 People remember he did this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's... He's crazy. Like he does all of his own stunts. Is crazy. And uh, I'm 33 years old, almost 34, and I couldn't do an eighth of what he does. I I could win myself running down the street. I honestly. couldn't sprint the way he does. I'd, I'd have to like hit my inhaler and just like no camera guys, you go on without me. You'll be fine. My, my bronchitis just, is acting up just, again. Just add me in post. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so number three we agree is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I didn't think four was as good. That's um. Yeah, I mean, Ford had its issues, but... I can't remember the subtitle on it. It was something. Which one? Four? Four. Phantom something. Ghost Ghost Protocol? Ghost Protocol. Ghost Protocol. Yeah. I wanted to say Phantom Menace. I was, I was uh, letting you struggle there. <laughs> you just leave me hanging. <laughs> that was the one with Liam Neeson, right? And then Darth Maul showed up and Tom Cruise killed him like a bitch. It was with Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I think you're confused. Did Jeremy Renner get introduced in the fourth one? He did, didn't he? Because there was the was a Dubai Tower that they yeah. scaled, and... which was amazing. Oh, oh, the that stunts. Scene. The stunts in the movie are great. The story is crap. Oh, I mean, the story didn't make much sense, no. but I I forgave it because it was still pretty to look at. It was it was interesting for what it was. There was there was really nothing to it. Like there, you remember the Dubai Tower. And then, like, there was a sandstorm afterwards. Mm, which was awesome. And then there was that thing with, like, the car vending machine. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yes, that was that movie. Yeah, and then that's about it. And something about a nuclear missile. I mean, it's Mission Impossible. is going to be nuclear missiles. I guess. But it's, it also sets the trend from, like, the third movie and then the fourth movie. And really, the first two movies pretty much as well. His Of his character always getting disavowed. Well, like, I mean, whole... I think in like all but one of the movies, he's been disavowed so far. There's like six of them. You think it's certain? It's like points. Jason Bourne. <laughs> like they even call it out in the six. Was like you know he's been disavowed this many times. He's just gonna go bad on his own eventually. Right. Yeah. 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 But I mean, four was it was okay. Yeah. And this moment, it's it was okay. Fifth one was better. 
And I, I also can't. That was which one was the fifth one? <laughs> Rogue Nation. That's that's the one you haven't seen I somehow, haven't seen right? It. Yeah, I have it, and I swear I saw it. But after, and I, that's it, uh, honestly that's tragic because they introduced the um, female character whose name I can't remember. I couldn't tell you because uh, well, no, but she's in the sixth one also that you have seen. Oh yeah, yeah, whatever um, her name is, the se- the, the female British spy. Yeah, what's her name? Steve. You can look it up. You have a phone. Well, so. I mean, most of the stuff I can just recall from the time. But they, I want to say she's Ilsa. Oh, yeah, Ilsa Faust. But, you know, Ilsa was in that, and she's a great character. She's mm-hmm. basically a female Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I liked her in Fallout. But, uh, yeah, and, I mean, the stunts in that one are better, although you haven't seen them. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. Oh, so good. Spoiler, good stunts. <laughs> I would expect nothing less. I have no <laughs> idea how I missed that. Yeah. But when my uh, my wife and I went to see Fallout, yeah. we were sitting there and I was like, oh shit, we didn't watch the last one. <laughs> and she was like, don't we have it? And like, yeah, yeah and you didn't watch it. We didn't you watch didn't it. didn't watch it. And yes, we said this in the middle of the theater that was packed because we're those people. But it's, it's interesting to me though, like, so the James Bond movies, since we're talking mm-hmm. spies. So you, like Jason Bourne came out and then Jason, between Jason Bourne and let's be honest, Austin Powers... The, the James Bond movies were pretty screwed. Yeah. Because they were cheesy and dumb, and then Austin Powers poked holes in everything that the James Bond movies did. Mm-hmm. And then Jason Bourne came along and was like, you know what? Here's awesome solid action that James Bond isn't doing. So between the two of them, James Bond essentially had to reinvent itself. And yeah. so they did the Daniel Craig movies. Which have been phenomenal. I didn't like the last one. Spectre sucked. What? No. I don't like Spectre. No, Spectre was awful. I mean, the story was kind of mad, but like the beginning scene and the well, I'll be honest with you, the one before that, the with Javier Bardem, whatever that one was called, uh, Spyfall. Thank you, Spyfall. That one didn't hook me either, mostly because like I'd already seen like yeah. villain gets captured and put into prison, and it's all part of his plan, and it was done so much better in The Dark Knight. Yeah, because you could actually believe that the Joker plotted eight different versions of everything he did just because he had nothing to do except sit there, burn money, and be chaotic. Yeah, this the villain didn't really make too much sense no. to me. No. The action was decent in it, yeah. but the story didn't work, and I thought Spectre was even worse in that regard. There was great action, mm. but there wasn't a story to go with. And I think that's a problem I had with the James Bond movies, and it's a problem I had with the most recent Jason Bourne movie oh, called, of yeah. all things, Jason Bourne. Because, uh... Who's in that? <laughs> <laughs> Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's the... I I liked the first three Jason Bournes, although I will admit I think the first and second were much better than the third. Yeah, more Julia Stiles. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the, the fourth one the fourth one was awful, and it's because anytime you have a series that runs for any length of time like that, that forces itself to keep having sequels... It's it just it falls apart. I mean, that's not even talking about the fact that technically the fourth one wasn't even Jason Bourne. Mm. It was the Bourne legacy with Jeremy Renner, who apparently sadly shows up in every movie series just to get cut because poor Hawkman or Hawkeye. (laughs) Don't make him play Hawkman. He'll get removed just like the other Hawkman did from Legends of Tomorrow. I'm used to it. (laughs) But Mm. poor Jeremy Renner gets put into everything and then they realize he's a dick and then they stop casting him and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) Bourne legacy, which was also awful. Yeah, so it's it's anytime you have a long running franchise, the studio wants to milk for all it's worth. Except it falls for Mission Impossible, for some reason. Except, well, but because it's not the studio making those movies, it's true. It's Tom Cruise's pet projects. Tom Cruise and the director Christopher something. Yes. No. <laughs> no, I can't remember. But he he's he doesn't hasn't only worked on that, but he's worked on a bunch of other stuff that's Tom Cruise related. Like I think he did like did script he do Night and Day. 
Was he might have. He did script doctoring on Edge of Tomorrow. I was he, movie too. And then he's he's getting like pitched other projects that oh, are also Christopher McQuarrie. Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah. So I was right, Chris. Yeah. Lots of Chris. Um. Yeah. No. Christopher McQuarrie. It's between the two of them because Christopher McQuarrie apparently I think even did like on set script doctoring for um, Mission Impossible like four hmm. or no maybe it was three and then he did the script for four and then he was just brought on for both for five and six. That man is basically the reason the Mission Impossible movies work. Yeah. Between him and Tom Cruise, they're like each other's muses. And yeah. as long as you have the two of them together, they make magic. Yeah. Edge of Tomorrow, if it was... Oh my god, yeah. Edge of Tomorrow was fantastic, too. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like a, a Mission Impossible movie if you get to see like his character actually die mm-hmm. over and over again. Those, those, that movie is fantastic. Love that one so much. Mm-hmm. Me too. So yeah, but then of course, getting back to it because it's now six movies in and somehow is still succeeding and still going strong with Fallout, which was phenomenal. And not only did Fallout kill Movie Pass, <laughs> it did. It so did. And it oh, stole poor my Pass. heart. <laughs> R.I.P. Movie Pass because it's basically not even what it was anymore. Um, mm-hmm. I have a friend Raymond who hopefully will be coming and doing at least one of these with us at some point because he likes horror movies. So I know you don't yeah, like. Horror I like movies. Raymond. You just don't like horror movies. Not really, no. Yeah, so if we're going to talk horror movies at some point like I want to, I need someone else to do it with. And you'll I, just sit there and crack jokes. Yep. Yeah. So I'll do a lot of that's what she said. So I <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he had Movie Pass. And I did too. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Both of you did. And then he just canceled his because he was like, I wanted to go see a movie this weekend. And I looked it up online and there was one movie playing at two theaters near me. And it was it was one I was never going to see ever. And get bear in mind, he's a film and theater buff. He'll see oh, everything. Yeah. He's like, it's the only one the playing I did couldn't see it. And then uh, everything else was blacked out. I couldn't watch anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. My wife and I both had movie pass, and uh, we wanted to go see the Teen Titans Go movie, which is fantastic. Which we didn't get to see because movie pass wasn't doing, and it was also out of theaters. But we're like, well, let's go see a different movie. Everything was blacked out, um, and. Uh, Mission, we ended up seeing Mission Impossible Fallout, <laughs> which, um, but we canceled our membership because it just wasn't worth it. Was, it. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah. I get emails almost weekly now begging to come for me to come back. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, nope, next. And I mean, that's I, I I will fully admit that I have a different subscription plan that I'm doing for my movies now. Not going to promote it because I don't want this to be a commercial. Mm. But it's the idea of it is useful. But not being able to go see a movie like Mission Impossible because it's half blacked out, and especially when it's huge. Yeah. Like, I know because after they did that, didn't, like, Avengers Infinity War start mm-hmm. getting blacked out because yeah. of it? It was weeks after Fallout 2. Yeah. We, you know, we yeah. were willing to wait a couple of weeks, uh-huh. but... And then yeah. they started, uh, the theater that we go to started putting all the movie pass people in the first three rows. Yeah. And I'm a giant. Yeah, and, you can't do that. I mean, reclining seats help a little bit, but... The front rows are just not no. good for watching movies anyway. No. no. So. Uh, but it's it's interesting to see how the series has grown. And I think we've we've nailed it there is that it's it's between Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. That the series really functions the way to you get JJ Abrams as an executive producer, you get the two of them doing their thing, and then you just let Gunman go crazy. <laughs> Which is I mean, and that's the thing, is like the first couple movies feel really constrained. By Hollywood not, yeah, yeah, like Hollywood not wanting to let their leading man go kill himself. Yeah. And the second thing they decide to let uh, Tom Cruise do stupid crap on film, they stop being tired retreads of what the original Mission Impossible movies want to be, and they become like the Tom Cruise franchise. Yeah, which is fine with me because like 
I hope Tom Cruise doesn't kill himself doing a Mission Impossible movie. He almost did. But he, <laughs> he has a couple of times, almost, yep. like you said. Yep. But, I mean, if he were to go out, I think he would want to go out doing a Mission Impossible movie. He'd want to go out doing, like, some kind of movie stunt, because that's what he does. Like, yeah. it's if, if he can't, like, hang himself from a helicopter by one hand without any, like, net or anything below him so that he can do something stupid and then almost die, then it's not a movie for him anymore. Yeah. Like, the the recent The Mummy the, oh yeah, yeah. Which that, I didn't mind it. Like everyone, I didn't hate it. it. I thought I, it was I pretty hate. decent. It was another one of those perfectly acceptable films. It, yeah. I mean, it wasn't as it, it was the Mummy. It's weird to think that a movie that stars Tom Cruise wasn't as good as one that starred Brendan Fraser. Right. Yeah. Oh, Brendan Fraser. I, I mean, the first see. of the Brendan Fraser mummies is fantastic. Oh, it's one of the best movies from the nineties. Yeah. The third of the Mummy movies starring Brendan Fraser is complete ass. That was was that the the, the dragon? dragon emperor? Yeah. Oh, oh my, my god, god, it's so terrible. Well, you lost Rachel Vice from it. Yeah, and it, you just lost Joe anything that made gone. it interesting at all. Yeah, so yeah. we're change the actress, and now he's thirty years old or yeah. thirty years older with a child with or like a man no child. nonsensical whatever. Yeah, and somehow like the new mummy that came out with Tom Cruise was only passably better than that one. Yeah, like. There were some great stunts, like the whole airplane thing at the beginning. Oh, it was amazing. That was fantastic. Yes. That's, that's Tom Cruise willingly throwing himself around and almost dying. Yeah. As, for as our entertainment. Be. Yeah, for our entertainment, because he's a professional. Uh, but there's like a whole stretch of that one where it's just him sitting around talking and then CGI happens. And that's, yeah. that's not how a Tom Cruise movie should be. No. Put him somewhere, let him do something for real, running from it, and then almost dying, and you have a success. And the, I just never really, I felt like uh, Universal was just trying to make their own universe. Yeah. And they tried way too hard. Like, when Russell Crowe popped up as Dr. Jekyll, mm-hmm. oh. or Mr. Hyde, whichever. Like, yeah, you know, that that's something else altogether. But let's talk, save that for the next time when we start talking about cinematic universes. For now, I'm Mike Finkelstein. You are... Oh, is, is it me? Yes, you are. I'm not Mike Finkelstein. I am Josh Schaefer. There you go. You've been listening to Not So Live from Asteroid G. We'll see you next time. <laughs>